The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Gobby and welcome to What's Gobby Cooking in the Wild. We got a little bit of a facelift. If you're new here, I'm Gobby. I'm the founder of What's Gobby Cooking, a best-selling author and now a podcast host. What's Gobby Cooking in the Wild, which is the latest version of my podcast, is your one-stop shop for all your food and cooking questions. We'll be talking tips and tricks, how to store food, how to put together meals based on what's in your pantry and more. I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people and highlighting super cool small companies from the food world. So let's get right into it. This is What's Gobby Cooking in the Wild. Good morning, guys, or afternoon. I don't really know when you're listening to this, but hi, it's Monday. Today is our last podcast of season one. Let's say we are going to take the rest of the holidays off. I am going to clean up this house because it is close to being done. And it is very exciting. And you're going to keep making a baby. I mean, we still have a few months to go, but yeah. Guys, two episodes back to back. I'm here. (laughs) I feel like you should maybe be a regular next year when we come back. We'll see. I might add that on my 2021 goal list. Yeah, to be a regular on the podcast to or be a co-host? podcast co-host. Yeah, like with me or with that, or like your own. I don't know. <laughs> if we have some interesting <laughs> ideas for my own, I'm definitely open to suggestions. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather you do it with me, but you do you, honey. So we're gonna throw it back old school style today and just do some Q and A. I had a thing up on my Instagram over the week last week and everyone sent in questions for Thomas and I. Nothing was off limits. So we'll get into that. We've got a couple questions from the hotline that we'll talk about. We'll start with the hotline and then we'll get to the Instagram questions. Literally, it's just no holds bar, babe. No, was that the right phrase? No holding back. Yeah, that. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Hey, Gabby, this is Katie from Boston. First of all, I just wanted to congratulate you on such an amazing year. I know that 2020 has been kind of crazy for all of us, but I feel like you've done so much to help the community, to um, inspire different people. The podcast has been amazing. The cookbook's been amazing. And you're growing a tiny human inside you, little baby. So congratulations for all of that. So exciting. My question is, well, I have two questions. Are you going to be continuing the podcast (laughs) while you're on a what I hope is a maternity leave for you a little bit. I've loved them so much. Even if it was like bi-weekly, I would definitely be tuning in. I know there are a lot of work to accomplish, but they really do add a light to my Monday. So just curious about that. And second, I know that you have the 12 days of what's got to be cooking, but anything you're excited to try or test out for this winter for recipes? Um, I feel like we all just got through such an amazing Thanksgiving um, and there was so much good stuff to cook, but sometimes it feels like Christmas goes to the wayside because everything is so focused on desserts. So just curious if you had any inspirational ideas coming for Christmas. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Hi, Katie. Great question. First of all, thank you very much. That was like the nicest call anyone's ever left me. Two, are we going to be podcasting during maternity leave? TBD. I'm not really sure we know what's going to (laughs) happen. I think it can make for some great content, but yeah, we got to we gotta see what state of mind we're in. I think we have to see how sleep deprived we are. We'll just kind of play... The thing we don't want to do is we don't want to force it. 
Yeah, like we want it to be, well, we want everything to feel as casual and carefree as it normally does. So we'll see. I think we're just going to kind of play it by ear. As far as what we're looking forward to over the holidays, I don't know about you, Thomas, but I'm planning on doing the Feast of the Seven Fishes this year, which I've never done before. What's that? It's, I think it's like this dish that people make right around Christmas and you cook all these different kinds of fish into a stew or something like that. Interesting. I want someone to take Adam's pecan pie recipe, (laughs) just the (laughs) topping though, not the crust and figure out a creative way to take the topping and mix it into like another dessert because like the body of that pie is so freaking good. You said you want someone to figure this out. And And by someone, I mean, maybe Gabby or Adam, like what, what can we do with that? You know, (laughs) Adam made us this incredible pecan pie. Pecan. Oh my God. Is it? You pee in a can, it's pecan. (laughs) That's what somebody told me. And so I go, I go with that because whatever. So Adam made us this incredible pecan pie, dropped it off for us over Thanksgiving. And it was insane and I don't even like pecans and I ate it. It was delicious. Here's another color. Hi, Gabby. It's Ellen. And my question is, so when I do filet in a cast iron skillet, I usually sear it and then I put it in the oven for just a few minutes and it works great, but it gets very smoky and I've never done this for someone else in their house. So I'm definitely going to put the oven vent on or the stove vent on but do you have any other suggestions on how to not make a scene of smokiness while steering the steaks? Um, I'm really terrified that their smoke alarm will go off. Anyway, I'll be balancing that and scallops. Probably going to use your scallop recipe, but any tips you have would be great. Thanks. That is a great question. The smoke from a steak in a cast iron skillet comes from oil. So I would very gently oil your steak, like barely put like a drop on and kind of massage it into your meat, then season it with liberally with salt and pepper and putting your cast iron pan. Your cast iron pan isn't going to stick, just nature of the pan. So you don't need to worry about adding too much oil to it. Um, and I think that you sear it on both sides. That's the hot tip. I could go for some surf and turf, Gabby. I'm what sure you, you I'm sure you could. <laughs> okay, let's do one more caller, then I want to get into the nitty-gritty of the Insta questions. Hi, Gabby. It's Kara from Boston. I was just calling because I know you mentioned honey nut squash, and I found some at Trader Joe's, and I wanted to cook with them. And all of the recipes I see are very sweet, and I'm wondering if you have any savory options. I'd love to hear it. Thank you. Hi, Kara. They are all sweet. Why is that? There's so many sweet butternut squash recipes too. And I'm like, just give me the savory and the salt and maybe some cheese. Here's the deal with any kind of squash, whether it be honey nut, delicata, butternut, acorn squash, whatever you want. Here's my go-to. You slice it however you want to slice it. Peel it if you're going to peel it. Season it liberally with salt and pepper and roast it in the oven. You can put any other type of seasonings on it. If you have some of my seasonings, the Gimme Chimmy is fantastic on any squash, as is Gobby's go-to and all things meat. And then once it comes out, I like to top mine with a little bit of burrata, a little bit of ricotta, something like that, and some fresh herbs and lemon juice. I know you're like, lemon juice on squash might be weird, but we actually just had it last night. How good was it? Delicious. Yeah, it was butternut squash, but it was still amazing. So that would be my go-to formula for any kind of squash. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We are the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. 
comes out every Monday. And the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no, perf- one. no one. No <laughs> one. Our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. Okay, let's get into the Insta questions. Okay, Thomas, ready? Someone wants to know if you're going to make the baby's food when they're old enough to eat solids. If they like loaded quesadillas <laughs> and maybe some turkey burgers and what else do I make? Roasted veggies? Heck yeah. And then you'll just like throw everything in the food processor and blend it up? Oh, is that what you mean? But like when someone said solid foods, I wasn't thinking like baby solid foods. That's yeah, I like, think it means like pureed. I mean, this is, this is what we're talking about. We don't even know how often to feed a child. We're not sure if we're going to be podcasting the first few weeks. Might be learning some other <laughs> skills. I think they meant pureed foods. Yeah, you could puree all that. A like quesadilla? A quesadilla? Heck yeah. Hard pass. But the vegetables, yeah, 100%. Definitely. I actually think it'd be really cool to puree. I mean, I'm sure they make stuff like this, but to start a feature on what's got to be cooking with baby food and does baby like dot 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 well and like get into spices and seasonings and stuff like that like here's you make a pureed butternut squash and what seasoning goes best on that and how do you like kind of open up your kids palate so they're not a picky eater like I was as a child you know the tiny seasoning jars that Gabby has at Williams Sonoma yeah, those like- were actually made for the baby that's coming <laughs> it's like mommy and me's seasoning we thought about that really far ahead of time any advice for dealing with the picky eater? My boyfriend is one and I'm struggling. This is a great question. And I'm going to throw it to Thomas because I think you were a little bit more of a picky eater when we started dating. Yeah, I used to be a super picky eater. I was of the mindset that it's like, I know what I like, meat and potatoes, like that's it. And I think what had happened is Gabby and I started eating at like all these very I don't want to call them nice restaurants, but culinary acclaimed restaurants and places that are just known for different things. And I realized that there's so much flavor in everything else. So I grew up and I'm guessing your boyfriend probably grew up with their mom's cooking, which was good, but wasn't necessarily like properly seasoned or it was like frozen veggies that like frozen broccoli that was boiled. And like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I never really had like a professionally cooked meal. And I'm not saying you need to be a professional chef by any means. Well, and Thomas isn't talking about fancy restaurants. Like we don't really go to fancy restaurants. Like I remember like grilled cheese month, we went to this Mm -hmm. place and I never had anything but a plain grilled cheese. And we went to this place that had like roasted red peppers and tomatoes and basil and pesto in their grilled cheese. And like that just opened up my mind to all these different flavors. And the more I saw like, all these different types of cuisines and how much flavor they had, the more I was open to trying new things. But I think the thing is like I grew up and my mom is a good cook, but I wouldn't say she's a, an amazing cook. I love you, mom. It was like very plain flavor. Well, and I think the cool thing about what we did with you is we just made a point of once or twice every week trying something new. 
Yeah. Like, and we made it into a thing. So in today's world, in COVID world, where we're not like going out to eat right now or anything like that, I think you could do really cool things like pick one night of the week and order takeout from some sort of cool local restaurant, family owned and try something new and make it kind of like a game or a date night or whatever it is. And that way you guys open up his palate without, you know. Yeah, I think the other thing too, like I remember when Gabby first tried to get me to not eat meat, I felt like she was trying to take away something that I really liked. And so I pushed back ultra hard on that. So I don't think it's like, stop eating X, Y, and Z. It's let's eat X, Y, and Z with this and that and try these new things with new flavor. And I wasn't trying to get you to stop eating meat. I was trying to get you to cut back on your meat because somebody has high cholesterol. The doctor was saying that too. (laughs) And I got very like protective about it because like, it was something that I loved and I didn't want to give it up. And now like we barely eat meat, but that's because there's so much other flavor out there. Here's another question. You and Thomas are so ding, ding cute together. Do you ever fight? Yeah. <laughs> all the time. All the time? Not all the time. We no, I shouldn't say all lot. the time. Yeah. Like Gabby will get on my nerves at times. I'll get on her nerves like occasionally, not, not a whole lot. And Whatever. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing with that is, like we talk it out like we don't stew on it and guacamole also helps like as a peace offering it's true it's true like a bit like a to-go cup from chipotle with some chips yeah really solves all problems what are you most excited about to have a baby for you both i think it's just a totally new thing like it's something that none of us have any experience yeah any experience with and so this is going to be completely new and we're in it together and like i don't know the last time like Gabby and I both entered something like totally foreign at the same time, at the same level. And like, we're doing it together, you know? Yeah. I think it's just going to be really exciting to have a little Thomas or a little Gabby running around. Yeah. What's it like to be pregnant during a pandemic? Couldn't tell you what it's like to be pregnant and not during a pandemic. So I'm not really sure the difference. I mean, it's been cool not to buy any maternity clothes because I have nowhere to go. Like I have nothing I need to get dressed for. But otherwise, it's pretty chill. I actually think it's helped me because I've slowed down a lot and I've just been taking time to relax at home and work from, you know, like I don't have to run from meeting to meeting or dinner to dinner or cocktail hour to whatever. So State to state. Yeah, like, well, I haven't gotten on a plane in 10 months, nine months. So like, I think it's been nice to be a little bit more calm. But otherwise, it's totally normal. Like the doctor's offices are being really safe and, you know, day by day. Yeah. Best advice for starting a food blog. Just should I focus on props and camera or just making content? That's a great question. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about content and then I think Thomas can jump in about tech. There's a whole blog post on this too. There is? How you got started? Oh, yeah. Ask Or a podcast. You're right. There is. Yeah. But also just in terms of starting a food blog, I don't think the props and the camera are going to make the biggest difference to start. Like I think you got to get in there and find your voice and develop really great content and then develop your visual voice from there. I'm going to actually go in the opposite direction of what Gabby said and answer a question with a question. What excites you the most about the food blog? Is it writing about your recipe development and your recipes or is it taking the photos and the pictures of it? Because you can go two ways here. I mean, it could be both as well. If it's the food photography and the styling, then I would actually say You're right. you don't need to really establish your voice, like establish your creative technique with food photography and styling. If it's more so talking about the recipes and coming up with recipes, then I would opt to say, like, go with Gabby. 
and what she said. Yeah, and find go from what there. makes you yeah. tick and go for that. Like I know for me, like um, I've started and stopped a variety of vlogs and blogs, and I find that like with the vlog, I enjoy the creative editing part to it. So versus the actual like storytelling part. So that's just my two cents. Ooh, here's a good question. Where should I go for the absolute best California burrito in the LA area? If you're looking for a great California burrito, I would say Benito's Taco Shop. Oh, snap. Yeah. You're not going breakfast burrito? No, California burrito is not a breakfast burrito. Tell us what's a Cal- what a California burrito is. California burrito is like steak and french fries or potatoes and cheese. Like, That's it? It's so simple. Oh, yeah. no guac? No. I mean, you can add guac, <laughs> maybe salsa, but it's typically french fries or potatoes in the burrito. Um, Benito's does potatoes and it is delicious. And if you're looking for the best breakfast burrito. I don't know. That's too hard. I'm going to go with Kofax. Kofax is pretty freaking delicious. I think go get them tigers better, but. Really? Yeah. We should go again this weekend. Um, okay. Both of you, favorite holiday movie. I think Home Alone 2 jumps to mind just because of the, what is it called? Um, Nostalgia? Yeah. Oh, my favorite holiday movie is either Miracle on 34th Street, the one with Dylan McDermott, or The Holiday with Cameron Diaz. Fun fact, Home Alone turns 30 years old this year, if you don't want to feel old. Yeah. (laughs) What are you most nervous about for parenthood, Thomas? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably labor. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to pass out or like be a distraction in the delivery room. room. I want to be there to support Gabby. Do you think I'm too calm about it? No, I think you're, I think you're great. That's just, I wouldn't expect anything different. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas is, Thomas wants to be, well, and you are, you're such a great partner and support system. But once you were in the room with me when I had a procedure before and he got a little lightheaded. Yeah, I might have almost <laughs> passed out. We'll see what happens this time. How do you guys stay in such good shape with all that awesome cooking and continuous eating? I would say the answer is balance. Like we eat a lot, but we also work out a lot. Right now, I haven't been lifting as much weight as normal because I'm pregnant, but like we go on walks every day. I try and hike. I just try and be as active as possible. If I need to go pick up a package from my post office box, I walk there, you know, like I'm just trying to get in as many steps as possible because my current class, like fitness class schedule is not working. But Thomas, you work out all the time. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, I actually didn't work out the last month and I found that I wasn't like super excited during that time. I find that when I work out, I feel like I earn really delicious meals and stuff like that. And so when I don't, I feel like I'm I'm not earning that. And it's just, I don't know, it's something wired inside my head that I like to feel like I'm working towards a goal and I'm challenging my body. And yes, working out is not easy. And a lot of times it's not fun, but it's that mental challenge of getting over that and afterwards accomplishing something. That's really where my motivation comes in. We're all over the place with these questions today. If you had to live anywhere besides LA, where would it be? LA. I would say Italy. No, I think if I had to live anywhere besides LA, I think, I mean, is Ohio or Santa Barbara count as outside of LA? Sure. Yeah, I think that'd be rad. I think New York could be cool for a stint if the setup was right, but... What about Austin? Austin, maybe. Uh, Who do you think will be the disciplinarian, you or Thomas? That's a good question. 
I think it probably depends on like situation situationally. Yeah. I don't know who like good cop and bad cop is going to be. Well, for me growing up, I think my mom was the bad cop more frequently, but when like things were bad, like if I did something real effed up, it was, it was Bruce. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's nothing more disappointing than when either your parent tells you you're just, they're disappointed in you. Like that's just gutting. And I vividly remember once when my dad told it to me and I was just shattered. Yep. (laughs) Okay, let's do a couple more and then wrap it up. What's your favorite podcast besides this one? Mine's Absolutely Not by Heather McMahon or Pod Save America. I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts, but I would say How I Built This is quite interesting. And then there are just a couple random ones out there on like, cold therapy and heat therapy, which is like basically like cold plunges and like breathing and all that. So, okay. Last question. It's a combo question. Once the baby arrives, how much time are you taking off? And do you envision what's got to be cooking changing at all? Here's the deal. Like when you run your own business, I don't think you ever really take all the time off. But luckily, Thomas and I both work for What's Gobby Cooking now. So I think we can kind of tag team it as needed. So the first few weeks, I think we'll both try and take off as much time as possible. But if there needs to be a video edited or something needs to happen, I think we can tag team La Bebe and What's Gobby Cooking. What do you think? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just being flexible and like figuring out like what needs to happen and how it needs to happen and then go from there. I feel like we couldn't have been luckier with timing wise. Like as far as COVID goes, we don't have to go anywhere. Like we're not going into an office or anything. And if we did, if you did have a regular job, like an office job, you would still be working from home. So like no time better than the present to have a kid, I guess. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's it for today's mishmash Q&A, all things holiday episode of What's Gobby Cooking in the Wild. That is a wrap on season one. We will see you guys back here next year. I'll keep you posted on all my social media channels when we are going to start recording again and having cool guests and anything. If you guys have any feedback, things you want to hear, topics you want to talk about, lay them on me. My DMs, my emails, the What's Gobby Cooking in the Wild hotline is always open. And we love you guys. Thanks for a really incredible year. Bye, guys. We started a podcast. Yeah. That was weird. (laughs) Okay, bye, everyone. All right, that's it for today's What's Gobby Cooking in the Wild. Be sure to tune in for new episodes on Mondays. And if you have any questions you want answered, give us a call at 1-888-338-4429 and leave me a voicemail. Or if you know a super cool small company that you want to be highlighted, let me know in the voicemail as well. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen and follow along with What's Gobby Cooking on Instagram and Twitter. And for more recipes, check out my website, whatsgobbycooking.com. See you guys very soon. <laughs>